Welcome to Xperra Marketing, the podcast where we innovate, create, and appreciate. Powered by Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. Here's the host of Xperra Marketing, Chief Xperra Marketer, Calvin Karasquilla. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Xperra Marketing. This is your chief Xperra marketer in charge, Colin Carasquillo. Once again, I need to give a shout out to Jim McCarthy at Jim McCarthy Voiceovers. That's JimMcCarthyVoiceovers.com. He did that amazing Xperra Marketing intro. For all your audio and voiceover needs, head to JimMcCarthyVoiceovers.com. Now, today we have an awesome show. We're going to be talking with John Gray. John Gray is the global automotive strategy lead at Pinterest. But before we bring John on, I, of course, need to bring on my partner in crime at Xperra Marketing, Matt Wilson. Matt Wilson, hello. How are you? What's up, Colin? How's it going, man? It feels like, you know, we just keep doing these amazing shows and it yes. just gets better and better and better. And I'm so happy to have you uh, with me. That, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Good to be back. I'm excited. These shows have been fun. And uh, I'm looking forward to today's discussion as well. Yes. So today's discussion, as mentioned, uh, episode three, Power of the Pin. We're going to dive into Pinterest, which I think is an amazing, uh, it's a photo sharing platform. But, you know, people would put that under social media. I think it's an amazing opportunity that dealers can utilize Pinterest and create, I mean, just like Experiment Marketing, innovate, create, and appreciate, create new opportunities for business using the platform. So for those of you who have listened to our shows before, thank you very much. For those who are just tuning in, uh, Matt Wilson is the account director at Silverback Advertising. So for any advertising needs, please reach out to Matt Wilson. You can find him on LinkedIn. You can also find him on Facebook, uh, as well as his podcast, which powers Xperra Marketing the Mostly Automotive Marketing Podcast with Matt Wilson. So without further ado, I always start these off asking you a question, Matt. So I hope that's okay. It's kind yeah. of like, our oh, is that all right? I'm in. Let's do it. Ask away. So let's talk Pinterest. And okay. being the account director at Silverback, uh, are there any accounts that you manage that are either taking advantage of the paid side of Pinterest or just using Pinterest in general? Is that something that you, you would know? No. I mean, yes, I would know and no, there's not, they're not. Yes, I would know and no, there's not. <laughs> okay, and then I, I know when we had previously discussed the whole idea of this episode and, and we were all jazzed up about it, uh, you actually, before going to Silverback, used to be on the dealer side, right? So I physically now sit on the dealer side and you had created, uh, I believe, a Pinterest page for your uh, the, the account that you had managed when you were on the dealer side. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, when you told me we were talking about this, I was like, I, I don't really think I've ever been on. Like, I don't have Pinterest on my phone. I don't think I've been on Pinterest. But there was something that said, let's go to the website and check it out. So I go to the website and I already have credentials on here. So I click sign in. And it turns out that I created a Pinterest page for Bruce Bennett Nissan in Connecticut on October of 2014 uh, and I did not use it. <laughs> I, I think I recognized, man, we should be here. And then I created it and then that's kind of where it ended. Um, and so I'm looking forward to this discussion because I, you know, I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about Pinterest besides the fact that I've talked to you about it and I know you're using it uh, for one of your stores. And so I'm excited to learn about it, see what the value is for dealers, see how dealers could be using it. 
And so I'm like the blank slate. Like, I don't know. I know zero. So I need to be educated here. All right. So I think that that's an awesome starting point because I do think that, you know, yes, there are dealers out there that obviously know of the platform. People have heard of Pinterest, but in terms of utilizing it, one, let's dust that account off from 2014. And like a fine wine, I think all things get better with age. So now it is 2020 and Pinterest has come a long way since its inception and definitely since 2014, which was the last time that you logged into that Pinterest account. So without further ado, let's welcome John Gray, Global Automotive Strategy Lead at Pinterest. Hello, John. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. Of um, course. I hope, like you said, like a fine wine, things get better with age because I'm definitely testing <laughs> that theory here. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we are really excited. You know, as Matt had mentioned, oh, one of our dealerships is currently utilizing Pinterest, both with organic content and with paid content. And we'll get into that later. But so far, I mean, I am loving what I'm seeing. So before we get into that, for those that are listening, dealers, advertisers alike, tell us about yourself, your background. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, longtime automotive marketer, uh, spent the bulk of my career on the agency side, actually, working across tier one, tier two, and a little bit of tier three. And through that experience, that I really grew an appreciation for local marketing, right? Uh, and I just remember so many times we'd have a client come in and, you know, oh my gosh, I've got to sell more, you know, this truck or this, you know, certain car and, and what can we do digitally? And, and it was a lot of times these like peanut butter strategies, right? Like, oh, let's just throw money nationally. And as we got closer and closer to the data, it became so apparent that this business lives locally, right? That is how you drive the auto business. And so for me, it's a pleasure to be here to talk about, uh, you know, automotive marketing at the local level, uh, particularly with dealers and, and try to help you all with what you can do to, to make your stores, uh, you know, more profitable. That's incredible. So thank you for that. Now, as the global automotive strategy lead, I'm going to go out on a, on a limb here, but I'm assuming global is just that it's global. So your title and your job, I mean, are you specifically seeing the I mean, the strategy for how Pinterest approaches the automotive vertical throughout the entire world? Yes. Yep. Uh, and so <laughs> it, it's fun. It's, it's a really, really fun job. Um, you would be amazed at how much similarity there is in how people purchase cars uh, globally. Now, there's definitely differences in the environments, right? In, in the U.S., we have such a robust, like, third-party uh, site marketplace, right? Like, all these endemic sites, the Edmunds, the cars.coms, you know, in many parts of the world, it's more listings-based. Um, and so that research isn't done as much on sort of a property like that, uh, which actually presents a real opportunity for a place like Pinterest because more and more we're seeing that research done on platforms like ours. That's incredible. So, I mean, you definitely, uh, you think you have enough work. I don't know if that's a, a tough enough job, the global strategy lead. That's incredible. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. And unfortunately travel is locked down. So I don't yes. get to, to experience the benefit part of that. Uh, so <laughs> no, I, I haven't been to Australia or the UK or France or anything, uh, but I meet with them regularly. So I guess I get those uh, 7 PM and 7 AM conference calls. Wow. Wow. Well, awesome. So, you know, thank you for being on the show once again, and thank you for the background and introduction of yourself. So let's dive into it without further ado. Now we had a, uh, a previous discussion and introduction call, and you brought up some amazing uh, points within that call, but 
for the dealers that are listening, why Pinterest? Why should they use that as a platform? Yeah, uh, well, thanks for the question. I obviously from Matt's intro, I have a lot of work to do. Uh, <laughs> if, if by the end of this, you log back in and, you know, uh, and start, first of all, with your own personal account, because I think we can, we can help with some things. Uh, and then second, you know, hopefully some of your businesses. But um, no, seriously, so our mission at Pinterest is to, you know, bring everyone the inspiration to create a life they love. Um, and, and let me just unpack that a little bit, because that vision of life they love is really different for everybody. It's very, very personal. And, and you touched on this a little bit, Colin, about it not being social. Um, and, and that's, you know, while there are some social elements, uh, for the most part, that's so true. It's so much about yourself and what's happening with you. Um, we sort of use this line, it's about yourself, not your selfie. Um, and when you, think, when you think about yourself, yourself uh, is sort of revolves around your passions, your interests. Uh, maybe it's like a big life moment that's going on. So, you know, you're having a, a, a new baby, you're, you know, expanding the family with pets. Uh, maybe you're getting married, moving. These are all big things that people plan for on Pinterest. And it just so happens that a lot of those are actually trigger moments for buying a new car. Right. Uh, and so that intersection of, uh, you know, what's happening in your life and what's important to you and what a vehicle can, you know, do for you and sort of that need it fills and then down to local, which is like, who is the right dealer? Um, and increasingly like, you know, what dealerships and their values align with my values? Uh, because we've definitely seen value-driven marketing and positive, you know, marketing uh, inspiration take a front and center seat, especially in the last six months. I think that that's, that's great. And, you know, that's one of the things I will tell you in terms of why we started utilizing Pinterest, not only as you had mentioned, and these are your words, is there this white space where you're actually able to go and, and get a market that's not necessarily being marketed to. I mean, I think a lot of dealers, especially with COVID-19, have moved a lot of their money, which we actually discussed in our previous episode, from uh, traditional media, right, as well as even search engine marketing and, and different mediums that are these tried and true advertising outlets and put them towards social and specifically Facebook and Instagram. And all these platforms can coexist, but the beauty of it is that with Pinterest, you are really going after, uh, I would say, a unique audience. And as you had mentioned, the audience is really looking for themselves. And so these are either inspirations they're looking for or aspirations, things that they're looking to get into. But these big life moments, as you had mentioned, which is just, it's, it's amazing. It's almost serendipitous how it works out, are moments where people would be looking for a new vehicle. So mentioning the audience, Let's talk about that and unpack that a little bit more. You know, is there a unique audience? Uh, you know, the fact that Pinterest then obviously coexists with these other social networks. What would you say, one, about the audience and, and the overlap, if you will, uh, with these other social platforms? And then two, what would you say to dealers? Because I, I, I can already hear them. I can already hear the dealers saying, Hey, you know, Pinterest people though, because they're in these planning stages or they're looking for inspiration, they're going to be a little higher up the funnel. I don't want to spend my money there because they're not going to convert. So what would you say about the audience? And then, oh, just drop my pen. And then what would you say about the, uh, the people, the dealers that might say, oh, I don't know if I want to be there yet. When in reality, that's probably where they should be. Yeah. Um, great question. So, 
First in the audience side, um, I'm a longtime media planner. Uh, and so for me, everything starts with the audience. Um, I'll go out on a limb, I'll probably get in trouble, but like, I don't know that our, our audience is so unique, right? Like you can find our audience in other places, but it's that, it's that intersection of their mindset and what they're there to do. Um, it's really, it's sort of, it's, if it were like the professor hat, it's, you know, uniquely decision oriented, this commercial mindset with really high purchase intent, but incredibly low brand bias. So in English, right, they come, <laughs> with, they come with an open mind looking for information from brands to help them try, buy, or do something. Um, and that's where the opportunity is because they are planning, like you mentioned, uh, sometimes that planning horizon can be longer, but a lot of times that planning horizon is, is shorter term. And so specifically to the audience, um, what we do know, because, you know, we reach, look, over half of all U.S. adults. Um, and we also know that our audience tends to be a little more affluent and that they skew towards being car buyers. Uh, when I say cars, I'm talking about, you know, SUVs, trucks, cars, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Um, but we did some research, uh, it was in 2019 with uh, ODC, and one of the things we found is that um, Pinterest households were 28% more likely to buy a new launch vehicle within the first 90 days of its launch. So these are the early adopters of vehicles. So these aren't people that are like just tire kicking for a year, three years, four years down the road. We absolutely have people that are out there buying cars today. And in fact, there's some of the people buying in the hottest segments. So whether it's SUVs, uh, whether it's trucks, we definitely have uh, pretty pretty big scale uh, of those audiences. That's great. And so, you know, I think one of the things that I see, you know, I, I am a proud owner of Pinterest stock, I will say that. But one of the things that I see uh, actually on the tickers, right? So this is uh, on, on, you know, your Apple iPhone or whatever your phone is, they have uh, notifications and things that go out. I'm sure yeah. a lot of dealers are familiar with that. One of the ones I saw, I believe, was actually Adweek, and it was saying that Pinterest is not going to be running political ads uh, alongside its content. And you know, I I never like to talk politics, but the 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 reason why I wanted to bring that up is also because it's something else that we had discussed previously, which is about this uh, this idea of clutter. So as far as not touching on politics, I'm not going to do it anymore. This is not a space for that. This is a space for marketing, innovation, creation, and appreciation. Uh, but with that, talk about the idea that there's, there's no noise on the platform and, and no clutter on the platform, if you will. Yeah. So, um, so we've already talked a little bit about right, the, the mission and, and you know, like we're trying to do and why people come. And we talked a little bit about that mindset. And this is like really about that media environment. Uh, and so I'm glad you're asking about it. That decision to not accept political advertising is something we've done uh, for a long time, right? This isn't this isn't new just for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I actually feel like creating a positive environment is something that um, you don't do it through a press release, right? It takes proactive policy and product uh, changes to get yourself to that point. Uh, we just released a new white paper. Um, that actually, you know, sort of dives into that. We could talk about that a little bit more um, if you want, but sort of back to this idea of the media environment and sort of that white space. Um, first and foremost, like 
ads are additive, right? If I think about us compared to, um, I know we keep talking about other social platforms. I'm not sure that we're like, you know, the comparison to us versus another social platform is the best one. But if we do that, um, those experiences can exist without advertising and without commercial content, right? Like, in fact, you might argue they're better because you're there to hear from friends and family. When you're on Pinterest, you're not there to hear from your friends and family. You're actually there to get inspiration ideas many times from brands, right, Um, and businesses. And so you're not competing with friends and family, which creates somewhat of an uncluttered environment. Other component to that is, you know, Matt said it, like he created something in 20. 14, 2016? Yeah, so he created something a while ago. Look, there are hundreds of dealers that are on Pinterest today with profiles. Uh, some of them are really active in the paid space, people like yourself, Colin, and, and we've definitely got other partners that are active in the paid space. But that's hundreds, and we all know there are thousands, tens of thousands of dealers out there. So from a white space, white space perspective, I think there's a real opportunity uh, for dealers. Oh, that's great. And so I do want to actually unpack something that you had said, which was this positive environment that you're creating, because uh, once again, I try to get all my information. I mean, how we ultimately got connected was through LinkedIn. So I'm on LinkedIn a lot and uh, I digest a lot of my content and ideas for, you know, experiment marketing and what I would want to do at our automotive group through LinkedIn and, and watching thought leaders and forward thinkers like yourself. So with that, though, one of the things I had just seen from Pinterest was this, uh, it pays to be positive. Basically, that was this positivity case study in creating this positive environment. So when we look at it from the automotive vertical, which is obviously what you oversee, how does positivity, how does it pay to be positive with automotive? And what did you guys see within that study? Yeah. Um, so thanks for teeing that up. The, uh, first of all, like, and you mentioned, you know, politics and look, Pinterest isn't a place for political discourse. Um, it's not a place for medical misinformation. Um, it's a place for you. And ultimately like, I mean, you're probably more likely to find a garden gnome than you ever would a troll. Interest, right? Like, that's, just the, that's just the kind of environment we have. Um, what we found in this study, um, and so we, we did, you know, it's sort of a, um, a combination of first-party research and then looking at some of the other research that's available out in, in, uh, in the marketplace. Um, and what we found is that positivity drives impact at every stage of the purchase funnel. And so... Um, and specifically, six in 10 agreed that they're more likely to remember brands when they were feeling positive. So if you're in a positive state of mind, you're more likely to remember those brands. Uh, you're actually more likely to feel positive towards brands uh, that are in those environments as well, right? So it's sort of transferring that positive effect onto, you know, brands, which then creates trust. So you're, you know, again, this is that same six and 10 are more likely to trust brands that they see in a, in a positive space. I think trust is, you know, uh, and, and, you know, hopefully it's not uh, too bad to say, but I think trust is an issue that some dealerships have. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And so I think it's proactively being in spaces where you can create trust for your brand and your stores, I think is incredibly valuable. Um, and at the end of the day, look, this is about selling things. And we know that six and 10 agree they're more likely to purchase from brands that they've seen in a positive space. 
I think that, I mean, let's, let's really focus on that because one of the things that sticks out to me the most actually from something you had said earlier in the segment was that people that are actually utilizing Pinterest because they are looking for inspiration or, or as we had mentioned, aspiration, right? It's, um, it's one of those things where they're not necessarily, uh, glued in or locked in on a specific brand. So what they are looking for is an SUV or a minivan or a pickup truck because of what their lifestyle is now requiring of them or because of what they want within their lifestyle, right? So like you had mentioned, they just moved, they had a new family member added and now they need a larger vehicle. So they say, Hey, I want an SUV, but they might not necessarily be locked in on a Jeep Grand Cherokee or, you know, a Toyota or any other OEM. Uh, we don't discriminate here with OEMs. I'm just a little biased because we represent Jeep. Um, but with that, you know, I think what I want to focus on and really drive home for our listeners is that when you say that six out of 10 people, so, hey, I'm not a mathematician, but guys, 60% of people are going to remember those brands that they're seeing on Pinterest, as well as ultimately be influenced to purchase those brands that they see on Pinterest in an environment that's building trust. The question to the dealers out there becomes, why wouldn't you want to be in front of those people representing your brand with your dealership name? Because quite frankly, then with your paid advertising capabilities, which we'll talk about in a little bit, it's, it's local, it's hyper-local. You had touched about locality and you know on the tier three level, so the dealer side of it, how the importance behind their advertising is local advertising. So to me, the reason why we use it is because it, when it boils down to it, that, that sounds like a win-win to me. You know, So it's, it's one of those things where I think that that's really important to focus on. Uh, and then ultimately, how would someone get started after dissecting all of this great information, how would someone get started on Pinterest? And give us some, some guidelines on, on what dealers should do just to get their feet wet. We'll take some notes on this part. Hold on. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, uh, I, I might have some materials to send you, Matt, afterwards. All right. There you go. All right. Connect you with our sales team. They'd be glad to talk to you. Um, okay. So uh, getting started. I actually think that... Um, creating that presence. So what Matt did, creating that business profile uh, is like step number one. And the reason why I think that is because I think there's a place for organic content on Pinterest. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but it, for me, it's like this almost low hanging fruit that, you know, it takes a little bit of time and effort, right? But it's not costing you, uh, you know, money right away. And then ultimately, you can start to see what works and that's what you can sort of juice with paid advertising. Um, and so, you know, I think there's a real opportunity there, but, but let's sort of like, let's back up a couple steps, which is, you know, at it's very base. So yeah, you, you should create a business profile. You should create a way for, you know, uh, you know, people in your markets to find you. Uh, we actually have some dealers who are selling a lot of vehicles outside of their market, which is kind of interesting. Um, you know, but you uh, you should put content on there that is about your uh, your stores and increasingly today like what's the experience that someone should expect right like I'll tell you I mean and, and I think of myself as um, I mean in our state so here in Michigan we we lock down pretty early and, and, and pretty strict and um, you know I certainly follow that 
Uh, I'll tell you, I still, I'll go to a store today, if it's a, a store that I haven't been to now that things are sort of opened up, I'm not sure exactly what to do. Like I'm reading all the signs, like where do I stand in line? What's this business <laughs> like? What I, and, and I did buy a car during uh, this pandemic, during this period. Um, I bought one in May. Um, it was, uh, it would have been helpful for me to have that dealer. Um, like what am I going to expect ahead of time? Right. And so I think there's some opportunity there specifically to address like what can people expect when they come into your stores? What is that process like? Um, But selling cars today is, you know, many components of it are the same as they've always been. Um, But there's heightened emphasis on different portions of that process. So visual discovery, right? Like what is the right car for you um, is a massive part of figuring that out. And I think when you think about a visual platform like Pinterest, that's really a sweet spot for dealers. You mentioned lifestyle. Um, look, I, I love the Jeep brand. I, you know, you sell a lot of Jeeps, I'm sure. Yes, yeah. People probably don't come in, buy a Jeep, and then all of a sudden the next day start enjoying the outdoors. They enjoy the outdoors, right? They're an outdoor person, and that's why they bought the Jeep because it's a brand for them. So lifestyle, to me, drives brand and vehicle affinity much more than the other way around. Um, and so I think being in those spaces just makes a, a ton of sense, uh, a ton of sense for brands. And then you know, leads for tomorrow. So the reality is, there are still segments of people who are putting off car purchasing. Right. Uh, you know. The, Thankfully, there are a bunch that are purchasing now. In fact, we've seen influx of younger buyers and urban buyers. And, you know, so there's definitely, you know, new segments coming in. But there are people that are putting off purchasing. They've been extending that lease for 30 days, 30 days, 30 days. And so those are people that absolutely you should be building consideration for not only the products you have to sell, uh, but, but for your stores and your dealerships and that experience um, you know, and how you can sort of help guide them through that process. So that's sort of like, I, I don't know if I answered exactly the, like what to do to get started. Um, I mean, I think there's, we could dive into like targeting and, and, and advertising and, um, different strategies like that. But to me, you know, get on the platform, put the basics on there, right? Like what kind of vehicles do you have? What's some of the basic information about them? Colin, you've done some really interesting work about starting to create custom lifestyle pins that actually lead uh, back to pages on your site that have something to do with that lifestyle. You know, we talk about local. Um, I mean, did you do like a date night out pin? Did I remember that? Or yeah, so that was one of our organic pins actually. And, and, you know, I was going to actually interject and say that in terms of the content that you're talking about, I think the other opportunities that, you know, we did not discuss that dealers can take advantage of. I'll, I'll actually, I can pull up my page and show you, but uh, how to change your oil was actually a pin that got a lot of, a lot of saves. So people are there and, you know, they're actually using this as an educational tool as well. And they are saying, okay, let me learn how to change my oil. Ultimately, I mean, if we look at this from the perspective of uh, how they would almost say how to utilize YouTube, right? It's you show someone how to change their oil. This is the dealership showing the person. In theory, if the person's handy enough, they'll be able to do it. 
but they go, ah, screw it. I can't do this. And then they remember that you were the dealership that showed them how to change their oil. So then they go and they get the service done at one of your stores anyway. So, you know, that's, I see it being uh, similar to that where people do want to learn things. Uh, Actually, even during COVID, I was really saying uh, on top of all the trends and things like that with Pinterest and uh, the increase in searches for DIY was like through the roof. And so now it was, how do we take advantage of what these people are are specifically searching for, whether it's automotive related or not, but then make it automotive related. So yeah, the date night was a stay at home date night. And sure enough, we had people click through that pin to a dedicated landing page, which is a, a blog post about things that you could do for your stay at home date night. And we happen to have the Jeep Grand Cherokee incorporated into that. Um, you know, and, and that was one of the things where we, we saw that there was engagement on it. So we said, huh, there's something to this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I mean, think about day night, that's probably a pretty local thing, right? Like right. you can even get very locals. Like, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know the geography there, but certainly there's gotta be some like cool places where you go hang out with, you know, your significant other and you're just enjoying right now. Everybody's just enjoying the outdoors as much right. as they can, Right. Um, and so like that idea of like localized date night, I actually love that example of the oil change, um, for, for multiple reasons. One is you're, you're right. I do think a lot of people are going to be like, all right, that's more than I want to tackle. Um, but the other piece is it drives trust and transparency in the process. Right. Yes. And so you roll up to one of these like one hour oil change places, not to, not to be like, you know, mean, but it's just all about like getting in and the upsell. You're like, I don't really know if I need that extra filter. And like, you know, so when you take them through how to do it and it's tied to your dealership brand and you're building trust and transparency, that's going to result in, you know, a better consumer experience and more trust. And ultimately as, as we've seen, like more sales. I, I think yeah. I, need, I think I need to create a uh, a Pinterest business account for my podcast, mostly automotive marketing with Matt Wilson. Let's do it, right? I think that's a great well, idea. That's a great idea. The heck and with, yeah, the heck with my clients. Guy. Let me get one for the podcast. <laughs> there you go. I love so it. Now you can you can do some awesome organic content, basically helping out dealers and other individuals with advertising. Yeah. So that's years though now that we know about organic content and matt as the as the student now yes you have you have the master and you have the students <laughs> young grasshopper are you learning <laughs> yeah i mean i think that the, my, my main takeaway is just like with anything is you got to create an account you got to get in there and you got to start participating playing around trying things out um you know, that's the, you know, that's the first way to get started, especially with something that you're not familiar with, whether it, you know, like I just think of, of, um, you know, all the different, you know, social networks or, or websites that are out there and you're just kind of like, it gets overwhelming. You're like, ah, forget it. I'm too old for that or whatever. You know, I'm like, I'm gonna get off my long guy on Halloween. And so I'm like, all right, well, so you've motivated me to just at least get started. I think after I hear Colin, Colin talking about his store as well, it'll, you know, solidify the importance of it for me for sure awesome all right well i feel like we're half Good halfway job. there we, we do have like getting started guides and like all the, like i, I need I, all I got, those yeah i've got a sales team that can like literally walk you through the process uh any of your listeners out there like feel free to reach out on uh, on linkedin um you know we've got a pinterest if i can you know plug it like we've got a, a pinterest address for dealers um which is just dealer team at pinterest 
you send that, and then our dedicated team for uh, you know for dealers and working with your stores will absolutely help you get started. Awesome. So when we throw this up on YouTube as well, what I would request is if I could actually get that information in those links, we'll put that right in the uh, the bio or, or you know, right in the comments there uh, on YouTube as well as on the Expert Marketing Facebook page. I'm sure Matt will leverage that on his mostly automotive marketing Facebook page as well. And uh, from there, that will really give dealers, uh, one, the guides themselves. They can get their, their feet wet. They can learn. Uh, and that's the beauty of this is, as Matt had mentioned, it's kind of one of those things where, uh, yes, a lot of it is you just have to try. You don't know unless you try. And the fact is with the organic content, it doesn't cost you any money. And you will get to see what resonates with your, your uh, user base, if you will, or your future customers or the people that are interacting with your pin board. You'll see what's successful and what's not and tailor your content based around that. Now, speaking of content, this is a a page out of the playbook of, of someone who I look up to, uh, Gary V. I'm sure you guys are all familiar, at least know Gary V. And Gary V says that content is king. And, you know, that's not rocket science. It's, it's really true. And I think especially when it comes to a platform like Pinterest, it's about putting out content regularly because that's how you're going to get the engagement. But then it's also about watching what you actually have access to on Pinterest. So I don't know, John, we can talk about the, uh, the whole analytics side as well. well. We'll switch gears before we get into the power of the pin experiment, but the content and seeing what content resonates with your users, I think that that's just very, very important. So for dealers listening, don't be afraid to try this, do it, because if anything, you're going to have success in terms of seeing, okay, this does work for us. This is the content that resonates. And if it doesn't, then you know what? It didn't cost you any money. It's just a little creativity, a little time to get into that white space that John had talked about before. So switching gears, uh, actually, I think this is a, a good segue into the paid side of it. So let's talk paid pins, then let's talk analytics and what's available uh, on the Pinterest platform. So with paid pins, can you give us a rundown of the formats that you guys have available as well as your targeting parameters? Cause that's something that's very special with Pinterest uh, that I think you actually uh, gives you a leg up if you will on other platforms that dealers are currently utilizing to advertise. Yeah, sure thing. So um, for those that aren't familiar, first of all, Download the app, open it up, you'll start to see. Uh, but from a formats perspective, uh, we, we call ads pins, right? Um, you know, actually we call all the content on, on Pinterest are pins. Uh, and then we have sort of standard ads or standard pins, which would be, you know, a static format. Um, you know, we encourage things like using text to create context. Uh, in automotive, we've actually done quite a bit of research and we found that, you know, showing things like interior and exterior together really work well. Uh, people don't just want to see the exterior of the vehicle, they want to see sort of what's inside. Um, and then use those text overlays to create like, what is that I'm looking at, right? I mean, ultimately, they're scrolling through a feed. Uh, most of our, our users are mobile, right? So they're scrolling through their personalized feed, and if they see something, an image that catches their attention, so it's beautiful, and it has some of that, you know, text that creates that context for them, uh, they're much more likely to sort of dig into it. So uh, from a formats perspective, we have thing, uh, we have sort of standard pins, we have video ads, uh, right. so 
again, that would, you know, that would run within the feed. We have uh, max width video ads, uh, which basically take up sort of the entirety of the width of the feed. Um, really good. You know, we see on, on the OEM side, we see a lot of them using max width, uh, say, around launching a vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, a national sales event, uh, things like that, where they're really trying to make sure that they're, you know, center of attention. Um, we have things like carousels. So if you're, uh, you know, you'd like to show multiple vehicles or, you know, uh, I actually, this, this one dealer, I thought did a really great job. Uh, it was a, a Chevy dealer and I think these were just national assets they took, but, um, they showed sort of this top down view of this SUV. Um, and like each like sort of frame of the carousel was like a different sort of way or use case. So one is called like the commuter and it showed how the vehicle was configured inside. Then it was like, um, you know, like the weekend warrior and it showed like, okay, here's the, here's the vehicle with the seats down this way. And now it's loaded up with, you know, shovels and, and bags of, uh, you know, topsoil and things like that. So they actually made a really interesting way of, of allowing people to sort of, you know, come through and see, Hey, how, how would this vehicle fit in my life? Um, so that's sort of the carousel. And then, uh, beyond that, we have like new formats. I, I know you want to talk about some, some new stuff, but, um, you know, we've got newer formats like story pins and, uh, you know, collections, which these start to get into areas, you know, especially collections where you can start to show, you know, look, let, let's show the collection of the vehicles you have on your lot, Colin. Like we haven't done collections. I'd love, you know, just to try, um, like, you know, let, let's show that, you know, Jeep Grand Cherokee, and then let's show the different actual ones you have on your lot available for sale today. Uh, would be pretty interesting to do in some of these ad formats. Now, in terms of the formats, which you just beautifully discussed for us, so thank you for that. Let's talk about the targeting uh, yeah. abilities. So now with targeting, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys have uh, Oracle uh, Data Cloud, right? Your ODC. I hope I have that right. So for those listening, the acronym is ODC. It's Oracle Data Cloud. Uh, you know, you guys have that information. Obviously, geography targeting, uh, zip codes, you know, things like that, radii, radius, um, and act alike, which I think is really, really something that dealers need to take advantage of. So can you unpack those a little bit more for me? Yeah, for sure. Um, So starting with the ODC, uh, a lot of that is based on on that, you know, uh, IHS Polk data set, um, right? So these are, you know, models built around people with purchasing propensity. So likely to be in market, um, things like that. So if you, if you really did want to sort of, you know, narrow down and, and try to reach just those people that you thought were going to be in market within sort of a short time frame, um, you know, you absolutely have that opportunity. You can then, you mentioned uh, zip code, uh, radius targeting, and there are different things you can do to make sure that, you know, if, it, if you don't want to advertise, you know, 50, 60, 100 miles away from yourself, you absolutely don't have to. You know, listen, every, every dealership's different. We, like I said, we've got, we've got one dealer who's basically going, you know, I would almost say regional with their advertising um, and, and they're shipping cars right now. Uh, and so it's working for them. A, a lot of dealers start out uh, with a smaller radius. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I think actually it's then adding on elements like, you know, what are their interests? Right. right? So like, that's what you add on top to then sort of create that magic moment between not only like, yes, somebody might be in market, right? 
and they might live in your geography, but this vehicle might be the perfect one for them. And oh, but you have it at your dealership because Colin, you just did this collections ad and now they can actually see it. Um, so I, that to me, I think it's that sort of marriage of, of the targeting uh, and the message, which is where all that magic happens. Yeah, so that, I, I'm, I'm remiss to say I forgot to actually mention the interest component of that because that's something that we utilize. I think what you end up doing from the dealership perspective and from the marketing perspective is you actually end up seeing, once you start running the campaigns, what the other interests are of these individuals that are interacting with your pins. And you can see, I mean, such amazing things. How many people are into health and fitness? How many people are into DIY or nights out or things like that? And these are all of the segments or sub-segments, if you will, because they are, they're segments and then they get sub-segmented out to, uh, to such a granular level, which is really incredible, uh, that you can then add that on top of your data, whether it's your first party data from your dealership, you could upload that information to create these act-alike audiences, or even taking the ODC, which you guys have, and putting those interests on top of it. Next thing you know, you're building out this, what I'm going to call hyper-personalized uh, audience, which you do see some great results with. And then the last thing is uh, the fact of the matter, remarketing. So that is super, super important, especially as we continue our experiment, uh, you know, with, with Nielsen Dodge and the Nielsen Automotive Group, as well as getting people that have been to our website already. And I think that's something that dealers uh, would love to hear is the remarketing component. So talk to us about uh, the pin or the pin pixel, the Pinterest pixel, if you will, yeah. or tag, and then how dealers can leverage that because they've already spent hard earned money getting people to their websites. Now they want to remarket those people. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So um, look, we're, we're like many platforms and that we have, uh, you know, a pixel that you can use, uh, you know, it's pretty easy. You place it on your website. Um, and then that's, for you, by the way. Um, so this isn't for, you know, your competitors and, and things like that. Um, so that pixel is on your website and that can enable you to create audiences direct remarketing. So if you just want to remarket visitors to your website, that's an option. If you want to, you mentioned act-alikes. So if you want to like widen the aperture of that, right, expand that audience, you can say, okay, find me the people that have been to my website, but also find me people that act like them. So people that are into the same interests uh, as, as those people, um, all sort of with the geographic radius around it. Right. Um, so that sort of helped you move, you know, to, to a broader audience. And then, uh, you mentioned CRM lists, right? So they don't necessarily have to have visited your website. You can upload, uh, your own CRM lists. You can create acolytes off those. So again, these are all ways of like, you know, expanding beyond the people that you already know to create net new audiences and net new demand. Um, and another one, you know, and I actually don't know if you guys have done this, but um, is people that have engaged with your ads uh, that you can create, you know, sort of re-engagement audience, audiences off those. Um, so that's yet another way that you can start to like move people through that funnel and ultimately, you know, hopefully get them into the right vehicle. So speaking of re-engagement, we actually did. So now this is for, for those out there, the power of the pin uh, was an idea that came about. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a pinner at heart, I believe. I love the platform. I love what it stands for. I, I really saw this uncharted territory for automotive. And of course, at Experiment Marketing, we are looking for those new innovative ways to advertise. So when we started doing this experiment, actually in August was our first month of the experiment. We got great data. So we'll dive into that. But 
Now for September, what we are doing is these re-engagement, the re-engagement campaigns. And what we're looking at is, okay, you know, what does that engagement look like? And what are these people doing once they get to our dealership website? Are they converting? And luckily through the power of not only Pinterest analytics tool, but you know, Google analytics and, and partnering those two together, which is a great marriage, we are able to see you know, that data. So without further ado, a little drum roll. Should I get into the power of the pin experiment? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so yeah, as mentioned, um, this was something that you know, we were, were really fortunate to be able to do. And obviously in partnership with Pinterest and, and the dealership here, Nielsen Automotive Group, I want to obviously thank uh, my general manager and dealer principal for, for being open to you know, what we've done here with the power of the pin experiment. So the idea when we first started this was to test a couple of things. I, I had multiple questions. And one question was what type of audience resides or utilizes Pinterest? Are these people further down the purchase funnel, if you will, than what dealers would normally think? And that idea came about just because, as we had mentioned before, and I, I even asked John the question, what would you say to the naysayers that go, hey, they're, they're higher up the funnel. They're further up the funnel. I don't want to spend my money to be there. So that was actually one of the things that I wanted to see if I could answer and say, okay, that yes, these people, you know, are, are actually further down the funnel than we think they convert so on and so forth. The, the second one was what type of content would resonate with these individuals, right? So in terms of content, it wasn't just the campaign formats that we were utilizing. So what type of pins, right? So carousel video, uh, all the formats that you guys offer, but the campaign itself, we have to tie what those people are doing or their, their lifestyles, as we keep talking about, into these campaigns. So how do we do that? That was, the, that was the question. And then saying, all right, if it's tied into a lifestyle, would we get more success? Um, and then ultimately, it would be, what do those people do once they get to our website? What kind of engagement is there on one of our web properties, right? So we're running it at one of our stores. I am happy to say that after our first month of full data, right, we, uh, and actually let's preface it with this. So, and, and John, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe a standard promoted pin, and this is any industry, the average click-through rate is, is it's 0.30%, correct? I believe you're correct. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So, so with that, I mean, and listen, that's actually a lot better than a lot of digital display ads. I mean, I believe the actual digital display, if we're talking about it and from a display perspective is like 0.05. So we're already, you know, above that on Pinterest. And, and the reason why, as John had mentioned before, is because why people are there. It's about themselves. It's about the fact that these are things that are built into their lifestyles. Obviously there's going to be more engagement. With that though, the campaign that we rolled out was this awesome road trip campaign. And so the whole idea was on the, the uh, tail of COVID, which obviously we're still not out, out of the woods yet, there was a resurgence of the road trip. And every social platform as well as Google data can show you that there were increases in searches for road trips or you know cross country trips. Uh, 
I believe RV sales are, are like through the roof right now, which is yeah. unbelievable. And, um, but that's because of what's happened obviously out in the world and how people have adapted their lifestyles to make those road trips happen. They're, they're afraid of air travel. Um, you know, they don't want to go on these longer trips where they're going to be exposed to a lot of different people. And, and that's all understandable. So with that, Rita decided to do the road trip that you deserve in a Jeep Grand Cherokee. And what we focused on is how the Jeep Grand Cherokee with a local approach, right? So a local road trip to the Poconos or the, the Catskills in New York state, how the Jeep Grand Cherokee can help you and your family take the road trip that you deserve. So we highlighted safety features of the vehicles for your family. We highlighted, uh, you know, snack compartments and different things that they have in terms of where you can store goodies, trunk space, you know, enough room for you and your pals. And we had a picture of a dog in there. I mean, things that just, although very simple, take this uh, new approach to advertising a vehicle, if you will, and tying it into a person's lifestyle. So with that, we actually ended up, I think at its highest point, we had a 0.57 click-through rate. So we almost doubled the Pinterest click-through rate, which, you know, uh, and, and thank you, John, to, to you guys and your team who I've been working with um, to make that happen. And now what we're seeing is what other results do we get, especially if we're saying that these people might be 90 days out, which is what the data shows, you know, once they start converting. So overall, I mean, that's my spiel on, on the power of the pin experiment. Still ongoing. We're doing September. We're doing October. September now, we're focusing on fun fall activities. Obviously, it's very fitting. It is fall. Um, a spooky season, as some would say. But with that, I think we've seen some preliminary success that I'm really, really happy uh, uh, with. And I hope, you know, you guys as well over there are, are equally as pleased um, and so that's that, I guess, you know, my thing would be, John, if you have eager dealers that want to follow in the footsteps of, of Nielsen automotive group, and then even hopefully take that ball and run with it and make it better than what I can even do. Cause there's always a brighter, redder, faster Ferrari. How do these people, I mean, uh, start that process. Is it just reaching out to, was it it's dealer team at Pinterest.com? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's uh, dealer team at Pinterest.com. Um, and you know, whether it's, uh, Allison or Aton or, you know, uh, any of the other people that are helping support our sort of dedicated dealer business, uh, there's definitely people that'll get back to you, um, you know, pretty quickly. So with that, I, I always challenge dealers. I like challenging people, but you know, one day they're going to come back and challenge me and I'll go, Oh no, 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 no. But so with challenging dealers, I, I do challenge you to reach out to, you know, dealer team at Pinterest.com especially if you love what you heard today. Um, and, you know, what I want to say is, well, I always have to ask, are there any new updates coming from Pinterest? I see you guys doing some crazy stuff with AR, so augmented reality, and uh, obviously makeup brands, and I believe even uh, nail polish brands where people are actually able to have the, the nail or, or color put on their face. Can we expect anything like that for automotive? <laughs> So it's not for lack of me pushing. Um, <laughs> you know, honestly, like, I, I mean, look, I, I love this idea of AR try-on for rims. Um, again, you think of something like Jeeps where people love to customize them. Yeah. You, can't do, you can't do it with, uh, can't do it with tires because, like, you know, like the angles they shoot them at and, like, nobody just needs to see the like that. But you think about rims, like, 
it would be so cool to be able to like take my Jeep that I have today, right? And, and you know, point the, the camera at it and then like, oh, what's this room look like on it? What's this room look like? What is this, you know, like it's such a useful thing and then link directly to, so what we do with our AR try-on feature, which launched in beauty, which is one of the, you know, bigger categories on Pinterest. Sure. Um, yeah, people can try on like different shades of lipstick and things like that. And it ultimately, it's not just like, what's the look, but it's taking inspiration and linking it to action. So it directly links you to those uh, online retailers where you can go buy that right, right. specific lipstick. So for me, I would love to do it in wheels uh, first because it's like such a natural use case. And we have so many people that are already looking up you know, information on Jeeps and trucks and customizing different vehicles. Like, I, I think that would be a really awesome thing to start an auto. Um, it is not on the roadmap that I know of. Oh. Um, <laughs> we'll see. You know what? I mean, maybe they're going to watch this podcast, Colin, and, and we'll get it on the roadmap. So, um, you know, other new things, uh, you know, that are, I mean, I talked a little bit about format. But again, I sort of always, you know, think of this in terms of inspiration and action. And so from a creative format perspective, um, stories, I think, are really interesting it's just a, a way to more visually and then, you know, with some of the, the words and being able to link from within them um, to be able to tell longer, more powerful stories directly within the pin itself. Um, so not everybody's re ready to like click and go to the website and, and, and you know, submit a lead or, or a call, but there's some ways that you can use stories. I think that are interesting, interesting uh, collections uh, I mentioned earlier, but the biggest piece for me and sort of where I, I you know, I'd love to see you go next. Okay. Um, is, my challenge. There's my challenge. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a challenge. Like, There's I, the challenge. I think your experiment was amazing in that you proved that, look, setting up smart targeting and putting the right message in front of those people will absolutely get you, like, you know, interest, right? And so that initial engagement with click-through rate, like, that's great. We've shown that, yes, there are fish that will, that will bite, right? Like, you, you've got, you know, you're – you're sort of using them. I mean, that's a crude analogy, I guess, but like you're using the right lures, right? Like you're, you're sort of in, in, you're in the right pond. Now, like, how do you actually like land those and turn those into sales? And that's, right. that's where I think um, new products like auto bidding for conversions. So, you know, help letting um, our technology help you put out the best bid at the best time to ultimately drive conversions. So it will, it will require you to use that Pinterest tag, right? Because you need to sort of feed the system. Like it needs to know when the conversions are happening. Right. Um, and then with that, it's going to actually maximize the amount of conversions you get on your website, whatever those conversions are, right? Uh, it could be leads. It could be, you know, some kind of deeper engagement, um, but then you use that auto bidding feature, which is uh, which is new and, and continues to roll out um, to really be able to drive those at scale that we just wouldn't be able to sort of pull in all the levers by hand. Right. Um, so to, to me, that's that's the next phase. We 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 got we want to go there. All right. Well, I love it, and you know, once again, I I cannot express my uh, my love for the Pinterest platform, and specifically, obviously, the motor, the automotive vertical is is near and dear to me. Um, but I think you guys have done a really great job and, you know, John, I uh, want to thank you for being on the show. I do just want to reiterate for everyone listening out there, try Pinterest out dealer team at Pinterest.com. You will get to work with some of the best people 
that will honestly, they will guide you in the right direction. They will be there every step of the way. I can tell you, they'll do things for you, but I, I actually implore you to learn how to do it yourself. I, I can tell you, I, I was one of those individuals where I said, you know what? I'll accept this challenge because if this is something that's going to work, I want to know how to do it. Just like, you know, learning how to uh, do Google AdWords and, and reading Google Analytics. It's another feather in your cap. So with Pinterest, very easy, user-friendly interface. You can learn how to build out the, the audiences yourself. Uh, the analytics, everything in terms of their reporting is super easily digestible. Um, but with that, John Gray, thank you so very much. You're a wealth of information. Uh, I, I would love to have you on the show in the future if you'd be back with us. Maybe we'll be talking about augmented reality. Who knows? I hope so. I hope so as well. So thank you very much, sir. We'll let you go. Uh, we appreciate it from all of us here at Experiment Marketing. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Uh, it's, well, me, it's my pleasure. Um, you know, thank you so much, Colin, for working with the team internally. I know they have nothing but great words to say. I love the idea uh, of experiment marketing in general. I think that's really what marketing is. Um, and so thanks, Matt and Colin, for sort of giving us this platform and your audience. Hopefully they continue to experiment market. Uh, <laughs> it's a roll off the tongue, but, but, the, but what, it is, yeah, what it is is amazing, which is really like, that's what marketing is. It always has been. It's been about, you know, testing and using data and like continuing to do things that engage audiences and drive your businesses forward. So uh, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. That's I appreciate it. Thank you, John. Thank we'll you, John. Talk. All right. Take care. Bye. All right, Matt. Do you, I mean, is your brain, is it ready to explode? Did you take all that in? Yeah. I took a lot of notes, a lot of notes. Good. Good. We're gonna, there's a quiz after this. Oh, this great. Be, perfect. I'm going to test you. No, but I mean, honestly, what, once again, I mean, we are so very fortunate to have these guests on, on this show. I mean, these are the, the, the thought leaders, the forward thinkers that, you know, I truly think we need to work with. We need to have conversations with, we need to continue the dialogue even after this recording is done. And, um, you know, like I said, for the dealers listening out there, find that white space and Pinterest could absolutely be that white space for you. You have the ability to create these amazing accounts with creative content that ultimately will get engagement from an engaged audience. Uh, and that's what we want. And if you could do it efficiently, you know, it doesn't cost you a ton of money, then why wouldn't you want to try it or do it? I think it's time for us uh, as John was saying, although it doesn't roll off the tongue, uh, it's time for us to continue to experiment market and to push the envelope and to get into these new spaces that people aren't in. Would you agree, Mr. Matt Wilson? 100%. 100%. I'm in. He's in. So yep. with that, everyone, I would like to adjourn this episode of Experiment Marketing. Episode three, Power of the Pin. Stay tuned for our next episode. Who knows what it will be, but we're going to continue to push the envelope. You can follow us, both Matt and I. Go LinkedIn, Matt Wilson, Colin Carasquillo, or the Experiment Marketing, or Mostly Automotive Mark with uh, Matt Wilson. Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. Excuse me, Matt Wilson. I'm sorry. That's all right. On Facebook, 
And then we'll also be posting this awesome clip on YouTube, this video. We'll see you guys next time on Experimarketing.